This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings, all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do Expressionism with Mackinal by Sophie Treadwell in 1928. Why is it called that? Expressionism in theatre came out of the Industrial Revolution with fear of the world being mechanised. Think famous film Metropolis about an android worker. Harsh lines and jagged edges, as well as modern advancement and dehumanisation of the world. The name Mackinal refers to the meaning automatic or mechanical. The play treats the monotonous and regimented life of a wife and woman to be similar to a machine being used for humankind's purposes, but not given freedom or independence. It is worth noting this play is loosely based on the real person, Ruth Snyder, who killed her husband. This play is told in nine sections, slash episodes, slash scenes. Episode 1. First we hear the sounds of machines groaning as workers type and add on their desktop equipment. We are definitely in an alternative or exaggerated world as we meet the office staff. Helen, our protagonist, is late for the third time this week. It seems she couldn't stand being on a subway anymore. It made her feel trapped but soon she is sent to the boss's office. Mr. Jones wants to see her. They gossip about Helen once she is gone, mainly that the boss loves her and may ask her to marry him. Helen returns and cannot work because her machine is broken. Mr. Jones walks through and Helen flinches when he touches her. She says later it meant nothing. They tell her if she says no to a proposal of marriage, she'll be fired. But if she says yes, she won't need to work anymore. The machines rattle and ding while Helen rambles incoherently about Mr. Jones wanting to marry her. Episode 2. Helen with her mother in the kitchen discussing Mr. Jones' proposal. Her mother isn't sure until she finds out Mr. Jones is rich. Then she's all for it. But Helen doesn't love him, so she just can't do it. Her mother doesn't think love pays the bills, so Helen takes issue with his fat hands that he always touches her with. Helen suggests that she is going crazy and asks for her mother's forgiveness. Helen decides to marry George. Episode 3. It's a hotel room on George and Helen's honeymoon. George is very excited, but Helen is quiet, introverted, and squirms when he attempts to be intimate with her. He urges her to calm down. She goes off to change, with George telling her she doesn't need to hide her body from her husband. She re-emerges crying and calling for her mother, or somebody, anybody, it seems, but George. Episode 4. The sound of a building site. It's a hospital maternity ward. Helen is silent, only answering with nods. We find out she has had a girl. She wants the noise outside to stop, but the nurse cannot help. George enters and advises her he knows what she's been through because he was listening at the door and she should pull herself together, get stronger, and move on. George exits and we meet a doctor who insists she breastfeeds and eat more solids. Helen starts speaking about wanting to be left alone, that she has submitted enough. The noise of machines is heard, then black. Episode 5. We're at a bar or a speakeasy with three tables. Two men are waiting for Helen and her co-worker to arrive. Mr. Smith is having an affair with a co-worker and wants his friend Roe to distract Helen for a while so he can go and be with his girl. When the girls arrive, Helen and Roe talk and flirt while the others go off to have sex. We hear a wild and brutal story from Roe about how he escaped capture from a band of Mexicans by clubbing one to death with a bottle filled with stones. The pair exit to his apartment. Episode 6. We open on the apartment. 
post Quitley, and Roe tells Helen about how great Mexico is while we hear the sound of an organist play in the street below. Helen realises she is late and rushes off. She asks if she can have a flower that she spots on the window. He says yes, and off Helen goes. Episode 7. We are in Helen's house with George as they sit and read newspapers. When George wishes to celebrate a successful business deal, Helen flinches when he touches her, something he says she doesn't do much anymore. He thinks she flinches because she is pure, but she disagrees. Reading a specific headline causes Helen to have a panic attack. She thinks her death is coming. George reads out another headline about Rio Grande, and Helen hears a chorus of voices, including Rose, repeating the words, Stones, stones, stones. She pushes herself from the chair, shouting, and the scene ends with darkness and the sound of a barrel organ. Episode 8. It is a courtroom, and Helen is in the witness box being questioned by her lawyer. Helen states she did not kill her husband. She was in bed when two dark men came in and clubbed her husband to death. She tried to stop the bleeding after they left, but he died quickly. She then called the police. But now it's the prosecutor's turn, and Helen's story becomes fuzzy, and she remembers few details. Two pieces of evidence pile up against her. Firstly, the bottle used to kill her husband had no fingerprints on it, and Helen lies about having rubber gloves in the house. And then we discover the truth about Roe. He even signs an affidavit stating the pair have been having an affair every day since they met. Helen then shouts, she did it. She killed George. She killed him to be free. The sound of a telegraph machine is heard in the darkness. Episode 9. In jail, Helen listens to a priest who is praying for her. She then has her head shaved by guards while she protests and screams. She does not want to submit, but she is informed that she must and she will, right up to the end. She is led to an electric chair and she hears the sound of an aeroplane. She realises the only time she has ever been free was when she killed George. As she sits in the chair and the priest prays, she cries out, Somebody! and goes to say it again. But the chair is turned on, and it's the end. If you didn't know the play before, you do now. A bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.